Hello and welcome back, Clemanshu. What was lesson number two last week? Seven mistakes to avoid for effective bed management. Okay. So to begin with, we have the suggested bed. There's nothing wrong with suggested bed, but we need to understand that they are there just to give some idea about the competition. The main issue happens when we limit ourselves within the suggested bid ranges. The highest bid, for example, if you for a converting keyword, you can actually go beyond that suggested bid, highest suggested. We have done that and we have seen higher CPCs and more number of placements and sales. So don't limit uh, within the suggested bid range. And then also we noticed, we tried and tested and we noticed that on a different campaign for the same target, the suggested bid showed differently. So really not be different when we are looking at the overall AMS data. So that's when um, we, we know that suggested bid shouldn't really be followed completely, but you should also look at your conversion, maybe to begin with, but after that you can look at your conversion, your uh, CPCs, and then you can take the next step based on that. Yeah, it's a rule of thumb, not necessarily to follow everything Amazon suggesting, even as I saw this week, I think yesterday, given we were thinking about last week's learnings, but just yesterday I saw as well Amazon creating campaigns for you. I don't know what mechanism they've got for doing that, but some of those initial thoughts were probably not following everything Amazon suggesting, and this feeds into that notion. Yeah. Then secondly, we have uh, the placement level data, which is quite important. And not knowing that placement level data could be another mistake because the bid changes that you're making could have an impact on the placement and the, and the performance is different on different placements. So top of search, like we talked about previously, they tend to have twice as much conversion. And um, also, like the sales volumes are much higher. So if you are changing your bids, you need to know where your ads convert more, which placements are there, and you would be able to have the right estimate on what your bid change would how your bid change would impact your placements and your performance. And that's so, quite easily accessible yeah. now, just to clarify for those who are a little bit unaware of where they could find that information. Yeah. So uh, you can find that on the UI. There's a dedicated tab called uh, Placements. And you can also download the dedicated reports now available Brilliant. under the Reports option. Okay, mistake number three. This is quite a common mistake, which is poor campaign structure. So if your campaign has more number of ad groups, like more than one, to be honest, and more number of keywords um, and a mixed match of different match types, that's actually a poor campaign structure because your placement data is never granular. And if you're also using any dynamic bits settings, then that would always see some spikes because that's being applied to all of them all together. All the different keywords um, that are there inside the campaign. So poor campaign structure could actually limit your uh, bid performance. And what would... What would your recommendation be here of an ideal structure for people to be thinking about when it comes to the just the bid side of things? Um, ideal structure would would be to not have more than in terms of different areas like keywords, keyword density. You should not keep more than fifteen to twenty keywords inside a campaign. And if you're doing that from the bid perspective, they should not have different match type. Like if you have a campaign for broad keywords. It should be separate to a campaign of exact match keywords. 
so that that would be an ideal structure where your bed would work in a in a more um, like expected way you know so mm -hmm. that's one and then also keeping so many ad groups inside a campaign in general is also not a good idea and for the bits as well because different ad groups would have different performance so you can't always apply the same dynamic bit settings which apply at a campaign level so just to sum up or to kind of summarize uh, a campaign you should have different campaigns for different products and then inside a campaign try limit to just one ad group and inside that ad group number of keywords you should try limiting it to maximum 20 and then inside there as well you should make sure that different keyword match types are into different campaigns that's generally the best working campaign structure we have seen and that's obviously the the fast explanation of things so i'm sure it's something you can talk about for a long time i know every audit we complete yeah. we see that issue of um, poor campaign structure and it just means there's, there's a bad foundation to build your advertising strategy on right so it's something we we see pretty much every single audit we do and if anyone's got any additional questions just on that component do get in touch and we can we can answer any more on to mistake yeah. number three, if I've got it right. Yeah, that's the hybrid and low budget scenario. So what's wrong with keeping a hybrid when the budget is limited is your campaign wouldn't run for the entire day. CPCs are usually higher during the daytime than during the later part of the day. So you are getting less number of clicks because you are paying higher CPCs for pretty much similar placements. And your chances of getting conversion are more limited due to that. So if you have low budget, you should ideally keep the CPCs down so your campaign is running all through the day and night, and uh, I mean 24-7. So you are able to get conversions um, because you'd get more number of clicks on, on at the times when the CPCs are low. So um, that generally works better than having a hybrid and low budget scenario. And this is something Prem has been focusing quite heavily on, that 80-20 rule, and in essence, applying larger budgets and adjusting bids when we feel we can get the best return on ad spend. And that's working to great effect on a lot of our accounts right now. So if anyone wants a bit more information on that strategy, do do give Prem a follow. He's, he's sharing some good stuff in it at the moment, as, as well as the rest of the team. Hanshu, point number four, mistake number four, please. Yeah, so that, that would be five, actually. So that's the frequency. So... There's something called uh, attribution, which happens. And if you are like optimizing too too often, like maybe just every single day, we have seen cases like that. You never know how your bid performed or how your bid change actually impacted the performance. There could be momentary shifts in trends as well. So you need some time to actually um, evaluate the performance. So making changes too often is not very good. And also too less is also not a good case because Amazon platform is dynamic and uh, uh, the competitors are always changing their bids. So we estimate a good frequency could be once to twice in a week. We have tried different frequencies and this one works the best because our data is more accurate for this frequency. And it comes down to whenever you're operating on Amazon, wanting to make well-informed decisions and you can only do that with accurate data. I guess there's very little point in making adjustments to something based on early data which may not be 100 percent true you want to wait till you've got everything there it's nice and accurate and then make a well-informed decision 
number yes. six, if I've got that right. Yeah, and that's about the dynamic bit multiplier. So if you're not factoring in your dynamic bits every time you're changing your bits, you could be making that mistake as well because your dynamic bit would increase or decrease your bit on top of the bit change that you are doing. So if you're increasing a bit by 10%, and if you set dynamic bit adjustment by another 10%, your bit could actually increase 20%. So considering that as well in the calculation can help you um, estimate the right performance behavior after your bit change and also maybe the right bit setting that you should be doing for that keyword or target. So what you're saying is, in essence, compounds. It takes the 10%, so you've got a £1 bid, that £1 goes to 110 and then that 10% is applying again automatically to make it £1.21 yeah. or whatever it is. So a fraction even higher than the 20%. So just something to be aware of. And, and point number seven, our final point. Seven, which would be... Yeah, the final point, which is the trends. I think the trends on Amazon are also very important and not knowing them could not help you set the right bids because there could be scenarios uh, like this week, your competitor is running a much better offer and most of the conversion is happening on their page. So your same bid that you, uh, that you set up last week would not really work and you would actually have more wasted spend because your, sim your clicks are simply not converting this week. And there could be other trends like events time during Prime Day and other, other kind of trends or maybe weekend versus weekdays as well. We have seen that sometimes for accounts, weekends are not performing as well as the weekdays. So those kind of trends, if you know them, you can make much more informed bid decisions. This is something that I remember speaking to Josh about when he was working at a, a very big supplements brand and some weeks you would just, or some days you would tap out of that bidding battle knowing that there wasn't much point in going to war because the other person, the other brand had a specific goal in mind, which may have been to own search that week. And you know it's not a good day to turn up and go full leather and everyone burn money. May as well come and approach you on a different day. So I think that's really, really key there where you're obsessing as an account manager over what is going on with that competitive landscape rather than just staying in your lane and not popping your head up and seeing seeing what everyone else is doing. Nice summary though. What's lesson number three from last week? So manage experiments now includes bullet points and product description. Awesome. Coming up next. <laughs> 